Hey guys, you are now listening to The Western. My name is Laura and I'm your host in this episode. So before I introduce to you our special guest, I want to take the time to thank you all for listening and giving me feedback because I definitely want to improve your listening experience and I also want to keep giving you guys some really, really good content. So I'm going to introduce to you our special guest in this episode, Kevin Guanzon. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks for having me. So I first want to ask you, where were you before you started barbering? Um, so where, where was I? Uh, well, I was your traditional design um, student slash worker slash that was my, my field. So I basically uh, did the traditional route of, you know, studying in uni, working in, uh, in corporate and uh, just doing design sort of stuff. So yeah, um, so yeah I was just a designer. Yeah. yeah, and so how did you draw, like, gain an interest in, like, cutting hair? Um, it was, oh, well, it was actually thanks to my friend um, Jimmy, who, who I'll make listen to this. Um, <laughs> he didn't have money. And, yeah. And basically... Well, I just don't embarrass him. Nah, nah jokes. It's nah, all right, good, it's all right. Jimmy. <laughs> He's been embar- he, I've been embarrassing him for months. <laughs> um, so he basically uh, didn't have money. Mm. He was a uni student as well. And he was just like, oh, shave the size of my head, you know. It was back in the day when everyone had a top knot and, like, just let the top grow. Yeah. So I basically shaved the size of his head and I did a really bad job. Yeah. And uh, and I wanted to try again. That's how it all started. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, what was, like, I'm interested to know what was a really bad haircut that you had? Uh, that I've had or that I've given? No, that you've had. We'll oh. get into that later. <laughs> uh, what, uh, did you have the bowl cut? Well... Was it a bowl cut? Or was it a mullet? No. Oh, yeah, I had a mullet. Oh, lie, don't worry. I had, I had one too. My Jeez. secret shame. Yeah, I know. We will not share that. Ew, okay. you even know. <laughs> 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 yeah, continue. Yes. Uh, yeah, no. Um, and this was at the time where my older brother would, we would have like this razor tool, like an Asian-y sort of razor. Yeah, thing. yeah. And he would just, we would just like slowly but surely like thin each other's hair out <laughs> until That's it was really so mullety and spiky. Yeah. That kind of like Dragon Ball Z look, yeah. wasn't it? Like the oh. Super Saiyan kind of yeah, I know. vibe. It's kind of cringeworthy. Yeah, I know. These images popping it. into my mind. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's all right. Your hair doesn't look like that now. <laughs> so I heard that you went, you actually went to London. I did. Yeah. Mm. I, did a, I did a crash course over there um, with um, my teachers at uh, an academy called Menspire. Okay, yeah. Um, which is north of London. Yeah. And it was, it was game-changing. It changed the way I saw hair. It changed the way I cut hair. And it just changed the w- my perspective on, on, on just hair, hair in, ger- in general. I yeah. said that three times, so yeah. That's so crazy. And how long were you in London for? Not even that long. I was there for a week, and it was just one straight study. One week, wow. I think I, I spent one day out um, with a friend, and he showed me London, London, and that was it. Yeah. And then I was in a, in a classroom yeah, the yeah. whole time. So. so was it intense, your classes? Was it, it like it 9 re- to 5? Or? Yeah, it really was. It was like 9 to nine to 6, 9 to 7, and sometimes like 9 to 9. So yeah. it, would just, it would just go on the whole day. And yeah. I'm sure you met really great industry connections. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, um, the I was really – I'm glad that my teachers are sort of at the forefront of male hairdressing at, mm. the, uh, at the time and right now. Yeah, yeah. So they're really – um, man, like visionaries, like just different, like totally different, totally yeah. doing unique things. And I'm just glad that I had a, an opportunity to be taught by them for the week. Yeah. And um, when they come back, I'm always trying to help out and, and, and watch them and learn. 
So it's been really good. Yeah. That's so cool. So what was one of the biggest lessons that you took away from London? Um, biggest lesson? Um, uh, I think humility was was a really big thing just because yeah, yeah. uh, I think going going to London with an idea that uh, I'd be pretty good, mm. that was like, uh, like my mind was just, my uh, my pride was just shattered. So yeah, how bad yeah. I actually was. Um, just because I'd, I'd be learning on my own and yeah. just watching other people and going on YouTube and, and just learning at, at a, at a, like a, like do it yourself sort of level. Yeah. yeah. When you've got teachers and people who can teach you, um, correctly, uh, like you learn so much quicker and you yeah. learn so much better. So I felt really amateur when I was over there. Yeah. Um, but it taught me that, um, you're always, there's always something to learn. You're exactly, always, yeah. Uh, this is really cliche to say, but you're always a white belt or you're always like a beginner yeah. in all aspects, right? And yeah. if you're full on opening to learning, you never know what you're right. going right. to Right, you're always, you're always pulling something from yeah. someone, right? So before you went to London, how long mm. were you cutting hair? Um, oh, that's a hard one because it was always like, I was cutting through uni. Yeah. Um, I worked in design for like three and a bit years. Yeah. So, I, so maybe like at the time, uh, like four years. Yeah, Four on and off. Years, and wow. then um I um anyways, we could probably tackle it later, but I ended up like quitting design and then like I worked in in, in a shop, my friend's shop. Um shout out to Brendan Van Goa for giving me an opportunity to, to yeah. work for a year. And then I went to London. And know. he taught you as well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He taught me I mean, um I not even just skill wise, but just even getting to shadow him and watch him like run a business yeah. was probably the most interesting part because yeah. it's, it's hard. Like it, it didn't, I thought it'd just be like, yeah, you pay this guy, you pay that guy, do this, do that. And yeah. then you're rich, but no, it's like so hard. And there's and a difficult. lot of background work. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So you mentioned you studied design, mm -hmm. like what was the kind of like eye opener for you that, you know what, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Ooh. Um, well, it was like, it, it was a weird period, actually. It was uh, about three years in. Oh, um, about th Yeah, about three years in. And then I um, had like this idealistic plan of how my life was meant to turn out. Right. So yeah. I was meant to get married. I was meant to do this. I was yeah. meant to do that. Um, and like one by one, these things started to, to just fall off. Like relationship-wise, yeah. that just went, that, that went south. Yeah, um, yeah. Like um, family members' health, that went south. So mm -hmm. I, like a lot of things um, sort of, um, changed my perspective for what was important. So I thought the important things in my life, um, the things I was elevating, lifting up, those things ended up just dissipating and disappearing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and this changed my perspective. So I ended up just sitting down and thinking like, what do I really want from my life? What yeah. do I want to achieve? What do I want to do? Yeah. And um, sitting behind a desk um, and just designing for yeah. some big company. Oh, I worked on the a smaller company, but under Fairfax Media. Yeah. Okay. So just like yeah, you're a typical corporate. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't really want to be a part of that. So yeah. I wanted to interact with people. I wanted to affect change in people's lives um, straight away. And yeah. I think hair and image and the way someone looks is very, like that's the first first glance. Yeah, first, of course. First sort of what you see. You yeah. know what I mean? So um, it sort of evolved into that. I was like, you know, cutting was just for fun. And then eventually um, my idealistic uh, view of what my life should have been fell apart and then I was yeah like what can I really do yeah, yeah. that's so true because like even I like because I work in advertising you mm. know it's kind of like you just realize like you really just want to add value to people's lives so big time yeah, yeah. I think um it it uh if you're not doing something to uh like 
personally affect someone. Yeah. It's, it's very easy to just, uh, like, it's it's very, uh, there's no purpose behind it, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think and they fizzle out quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 100%. I feel uh, the passion and the energy and the drive disappears quite quickly when you, when you realize my work isn't affecting someone else. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. So is that like one of your biggest underlying value? Yeah, 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 big time. Like I, I mean, I grew up in a culture where, um, like family and and like my community, where serving was like such a big deal, right? Yeah. Where doing something for someone else um, was the underlying thing. Like you just do it, right? That's just how you're brought up. Yeah. You don't wait for someone to do something for you. You exactly. put yourself out there and, mm. and do something for someone else. So for me, not um, having that. In, in work, in something we, I, like you spend most of your time at work, right? So yeah. not having that at work for me was really tough. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted, I just wanted to do something where I got to serve people. And yeah. And, and it makes a massive difference. Big time. It? Big time. Yeah. yeah 100%. So what were some of the things that you did to kind of like help you like figure out your way? Cause obviously we all hit <laughs> like a roadblock. Of course. So what were some of the things that you did? Was it read books or did you seek um, a lot of help or? Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of like business and what I wanted to do in life and, and that career move drive aspect, um, it was really just fixed my personal life. So yeah, um, just working myself, I think, really helped and, and, and really look internally before I did anything externally. Wow, yeah. Um, so I did <laughs> it's very typical, right? I did a lot of soul searching. And no, that's I, awesome. I, uh, yeah. I tried to just um, get over myself a bit and yeah. just... Um, like, like, I mean, I think I'll say this a lot, but just be humble in that aspect where it's just like, okay, well, right now nothing's going well. Well, at the time, nothing was going well for me, like yeah. I said. Mm -hmm. So th my first move was actually just to quit. I just yeah. quit my job. Um, my my grandma at the time was really sick, so yeah. I went I went over to Seattle mm -hmm. and I spent time over there. And that, that was a big ch game changer because um, um, she was always doing stuff for her family. Yeah. And she would... She was always running businesses. Like she was always in the fields. She was running a bread shop, and yeah. then she ran a bus company. Bin Dahan. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was always doing something like that. So for me, that was my point of inspiration as well. Right. So, so you're looking in, in her life, yeah, hundred mm. percent, and just being like, you know, that's that's blood, right? So yeah. it runs in our blood. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I went over for her, but I also went over to just just run away from my problems. Yeah. A bit, which was good. Yeah. So internal first, and then. I decided to to do business stuff after that. Yeah. yeah. So when you quit your job, did you already have an idea that you wanted to <sighs> run your own business or were you just like, I don't know what I'm going to do, so I'm no, going to quit and go here? And I mean, I always, um, yeah, I guess I had some sort of idea. Like, mm. um, it's funny because I was like, oh, I want to be a designer. But then um, I, I guess what I ended up doing wasn't what I wanted to do technically like yeah. i didn't want to just design for someone mm -hmm. um and and i didn't really click until i went until i actually went over to uh to seattle and i was like yeah lola did it so maybe i can yeah um so i quit my job i talked to brendan who owns blends and brothers a shop that i worked in for a year yeah and i was like hey man can you give me a job so i i it was a bit of like a, a was like it hard a because you didn't have that experience you know yeah like, i was yeah. scared like i didn't have a f uh, like if he said no i would just be jobless and i was like yeah, yeah going to america spending all my money come back poor. yeah um so went across did that um and just came back a bit of bit of a faith move bit of like a, a jump blindfold jumping off a cliff move but yeah um yeah i mean you know things happen for a reason and i feel like you know it just 
fell into my lap. It just exactly. Worked. Like yeah. you just have to take that risk and that, you know, that yeah, jump. 100%. And you never know what's on the other side. I think um, as young people, like mm. it's, our, um, what's the word? What am I looking for? It's, it's our priority to take risks. Why yeah, we don't exactly. have kids, why we don't have mortgages, why we don't have these things. I, I would, it would suck to, to just be like, what if? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you have to try it. You got to jump. You just got to go for it. I mean, obviously, don't like, so, like, I don't know. Like, don't, don't, don't do something ridiculous without stupid, putting right? a lot of yeah, thought yeah, into of it. That's of what course. we want to try. That's what I'm say. trying to say. Yeah. Anyone listening, don't just quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> don't just do it now. Yeah. No, 100%. do it now. No. Yeah, exactly. That's so awesome. So, you've opened your own shop. Yes. Why did you call it the Stone Cutters? <laughs> I initially thought, oh, yeah. this guy must really love The Simpsons. I know. Because it's like, do him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, nothing to do with The Simpsons. Yeah. Now, I mean, now I kind of claim it's to do with The Simpsons, but really it's because I live in the area. The Is stone, that why you called the it The Stone Cutters? Cutters? Ridge. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. I, I live in there, so I was like, oh, well, I'll just call it The Stone Cutters. Because I, in, well, well, I was kind of working in design and cutting hair in my backyard. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, it would be kind of cool if I just called it The Stone Cutters because I'm in The Stone Cutters. Yeah. Um, and as time went on, I'm like, well, I'm getting more popular. I can't <laughs> really just change my name. Exactly, yeah. So uh, The Stone Cutters is nothing more than just where I live. So exactly. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> why are you apologizing? Because it's, it's a boring so answer. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you choose, like, Glendening out of all um, places? I chose Glendening because, like, I... Well, okay. It ended up becoming very strategic, but it just it just worked that way. I was actually aiming for Blacktown at the start. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you know where like UFC gym is. Yes. So across that is like the apartment complex. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So underneath there are like shop fronts. Yeah. So I was like, that's really cool and new and like you know, Blacktown is you know Western yeah. Sydney. So I was like, yeah, let's do it there. And uh, I got rejected a bunch of times from there. Yeah. So I approached it from different directions. I was like, hey, I'm a barbershop. And they're like, no. And I was like, hey, I'm a hairdresser. And they're like, no. Wow. And so I just, they actually yeah, say no to They're kind of like, oh, no, nah, someone else is going to lease it. Wow. Yeah. So I, I yeah, they they um made they made me jump through a few hoops. Like, like they were kind of baiting me like, yeah, we'll have a meeting. But yeah. they never let me hire it. So wow, what ended up happening yeah. was, um yeah, the shop in Glendening, the warehouse in Glendening popped up. Um, luckily someone backed out of a contract and I was just there at the right time. You were time. so lucky, yeah. But if you think about it, like Blacktown, Glendening, what, 10, 15 Yeah, it's minutes? not that far. Yeah, Rudy Hill, good. Blacktown. Like, it's kind of in between Rudy Hill, Blacktown, Matt Druitt. Like, even people from Rouse, Quakers, Glenwood, like, they're not far. They're not, that's, that's a 15, 20-minute drive. So yeah, exactly. I think, um, it's pretty close to the height of what I would consider Western Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> Where I grew Technically up. Technically it is. Yeah, so yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, so that's but that's why. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I've seen pictures. I haven't physically oh, cool. been there. Yeah, you should come. Because, I don't know, do you do women's hair? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I can. Um, I can. But I'll I go zero. No jokes. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I've seen pictures and it just looks, it's so simple. Right, yeah. And it's just aesthetically, like, the environment looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Was that I, what you envisioned? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think, at, even now, I think a lot of shops are trying to become very, they just follow each other. So they're very, mm. like, old school barbershop vibes. Yeah. Um, which I, myself, was into at one point, And yeah. I thought that's the direction... If I ever open a shop, it'd be in that direction. Yeah. But I think um, with anything that succeeds in life, you have to it has to be um, has to be real to who you are. Yeah. So it has to be true. So I am not that kind of person. Like I'm not super yeah. 
old school barbershop kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I generally dress in black, white, gray from <laughs> high school days. It kind of just carried on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really enjoy that minimal concrete sort of vibe. Um, and I'm trying to get more. I'm trying to be good with plants, but I really suck with plants. But as uh, in, like, you want more? Or I want more, but I can't look after the plants uh. that I have. So <laughs> that's yeah. why you have to buy the ones where it's like minimum care. I like know, whatsoever. like I don't need any water or sun. <laughs> like fake plants, right? Yeah, true. No. <laughs> I actually bought a fake plant and it was really bad. Yeah. Oh my god, too fake. It too died fake. too. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. That's so awesome. So, what have been some of the challenges you faced by owning the stone cutters? Um, I think um, balance in life is yeah. pretty hard. Um, uh, that's, I mean, on a personal level, yeah, balance in life. I think, yeah. um, especially when you open something, you want to put all your time, money, and f- effort and energy into it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's not really a life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think the hardest part has been just taking a step back and just, you know, not working that extra day. You know, yeah. just, just having a weekend and understanding that you have people who love you in your life who need your time and yeah exactly um, people um you know are probably the most important thing in life so yeah i mean the business is good and helping other people is good but <coughs> sorry if um your you're not taking care of yourself yeah yeah it's not good um so business-wise i guess um the hardest thing is changing people's mindset on what a barbershop is right so okay. i think a lot of guys think a barbershop is a walk-in walk-out experience like it's like a chore. Like yeah. it's like mowing the grass. It's you come in, they shave your head like ten minutes and you're out. Yeah. Right. For me it's um an experience, right? So um we run appointment based services where you sit down for forty five minutes, we run a consultation. Forty five minutes right. for real? Yeah. About hair? Yeah, I know, that's right? Pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. next level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whoa, that's <laughs> sick. But yeah. And then we run through like um the structure of their hair, what suits them. Yeah. Um all that kind of stuff. The stuff that... So you're actually educating them as well. 100%. I think uh, it all comes down to, like, actually caring for your clients. Yeah. And, th- and that's something that w- people go, oh, $35, that's so expensive. But I'm mm. like, well... It's but what you walk away with. Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah. With um, a bit of TLC and, and, and yeah. real... And real thought and, and real um, technique going into hair. As, as for As for you girls, right? Like... You know, you go into a hairdresser and you're like, you you expect really. Well, TVH, I'm not like that. I do not take care really? of my hair. Really? Yeah, I'm man. I'm just not no good. No I know good. you can teach me. <laughs> Forty five minutes. Right. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, yeah, I think that's the big challenge is changing people's perspective right. on what I do. Yeah. yeah, but that's all well and good because it's like it's a new thing, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's I guess it's good if. Um, like it's good. Uh, so, are you saying have you had conflicts with customers? Oh. Like with that? No, oh. not, not so much. It's more so people like um, just asking, like um, like they're just inquiring. Right. Okay. So yeah. I have a bit of trouble with people who are just inquiring because mm-hmm. they just think, um, oh, why do I need to book or what I need to do this? Right. Okay. Yeah. So they don't know much about the shop and the vibe. Okay, yeah. Um, so it's it ed- educating them in that way too. So. Yeah. I've had people come in, ask for the price, and they just go <laughs> and walk off. And I'm yeah. like, oh. That's okay. You're going to come you. across right, many right. people. Of you course, know, you can't course. impress you can't, everybody. Yeah, you can't make everyone happy, right? Yeah, exactly. But that's really awesome. So with um, educating people with their hair, mm-hmm. like that 45-minute consultation, yeah. do you tell them, like, is your hair dry? Or like, 100%, you know. yeah. That's so awesome. Um, yeah. So we, you know, with the consultation comes a lot of things. Like we check density of the hair. We check... Um, 
um, how the hair grows, the growth pattern of hair. Yeah. If it's curly, if it's straight, if it's wavy. Because people show you pictures and they're like, make me look like Brad Pitt. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't look like Brad Pitt. Like your hair can't be Brad yeah, Pitt. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you're, you're Asian. You can't look yeah. like Brad Pitt, right? So it's about educating people mm. for like what their hair can actually do yeah. and what it can't do. So what do you, do you like touch it and like yeah, just Yeah, as creepy like, as that sounds. Do you I smell like it like creepy thin men yeah, here from Charlie's Angels? No. Like no, no, not that, not that's that far. Weird. I'm not smelling hair. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely touching hair. I'm yeah, caressing yeah. hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird no, when no, we I'm talk joking. about it, I'm when joking. I think about it. No, you're like, what is that? What's that look like? Yeah. <laughs> but how many people do you have working under you or is it just um, you? At the moment, it's just me and my friend Jackson Xavier. Right. Um, mm. So he took a bit of a leap of faith as well and he jumped on board from the start. Wow, yeah. And we're, um, we're, we're doing really well, so we're looking to expand. And I think that's the hardest part, going from a small team and then trying to build something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, um, the experience from working under, under Brandon has really um, yeah, informed me. Mm. And so did you try a lot of different projects before you decided to start Stonecutters? No, um, I think it came a little more organic because I was doing it on the side. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was sort of the first thing. And, and I mean, after like doing this for a couple of years now, now I'm kind of trying to do other things now. Yeah, so, which is um, really awesome. So it's, I, I would definitely say that um, the Stonecutters is, has shown me that anything is really possible. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, that just because, you know, bad things happen to you doesn't mean um, that's, that's like full stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? The it's be all a, and end all. Of course. All. Yeah. And it keeps going and... Um, if anything, I wouldn't be who I am today without all those bad things happening or, course, or all yeah. the uh, all the downers in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So what what's next for Stonecutters? Uh, yeah. Well, Do you have I up mean, and coming projects? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, on top of like all the hair stuff, we want to be seen as more of a male image. So like mm -hmm. not just hair, but we want to delve a little bit into um, trends and fashion and what people are wearing. Wow. And, yeah. And partnering and pairing so you're talking about like a consulting business potentially yeah. like queer eye for the straight but guy uh, but straight guy <laughs> for the straight and queer and anything you are guy. yeah yeah that's for sure. so exciting <laughs> basically yeah, yeah. I, I would love to get into that because like I, I like fashion and i like yeah. these things so why not you yeah exactly I mean? I if you can offer that mm -hmm. and like people see that 100 percent. after doing this it's definitely a why not not yeah. can i it's more of a why can't i like exactly i, I should right like create your own world. 100%. So what were some of the things that kind of held you back or you felt that held you back from taking those risks? Um, well, I think um, perceived, um, what's the word? I think uh, the way I thought my life should have ran, like uh, all these burdens I put on myself. Yeah. Like um, to save up money to have the white the house and the white picket fence like yeah just a typical um uh life that we all wish i wish or you'll be grow up thinking that's the it's way it's not it even something be. that we wish it's just yeah. like this social standard that we've somehow created yeah right? like yeah. like by 25 i'm gonna have a yeah. house and a kid and, and <laughs> i think we've married. all had that thought like you know yeah but, i yeah. grew up i grew up thinking i was gonna be married at 23 and oh my gosh yeah yeah you know what i mean mm. um i thought i have kids i thought i really thought i'd have kids by now yeah um but i think it's this perception that i put on myself whether it be culturally or just how i grew up mm. that really helped me back so um having this burden that i thought i had to live a certain lifestyle right yeah um, that really held me back but once um 
you know, once my mind was changed or, you know, once I'd started to see differently, yeah. it really stripped back a lot of the burden and a lot of, you know, these things I thought I had to do or had yeah. to be. Um, so I think, yeah. And I let go of kind of like these unrealistic yeah, expectations. Yeah, these goals and expectations. Yeah. yeah. So I think, uh, as again, cliche as it sounds, I held myself back. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And so what are some of the things that you really value i know people are yeah. like your biggest value so sure. what are your thought like thoughts on people like um i think everyone has value yeah i think i think that's the that's the biggest thing for me is that um and and i'm not the best at this but um i grew up with the understanding that we have to love the unlovable yeah you know, we it, exactly there yeah. is no there is no standard to love and there yeah. is no there is no um um like if you do right by me then you then you deserve my love. Right. Right. Yeah. Like this understanding of I'll do good by you if you do good by me. Yeah. Um, so um that really is is probably the biggest thing for me is is understanding that we don't just do good things for people who do good for us. But right. we do good yeah. just because, you know yeah. what I mean? Just because that's, awesome. that's who we are or who I am. Yeah. Um so whether you deserve it or not, like my, my mission statement is just to just to love. And I was I suck at it so bad. You know. <laughs> that's all people right. People think We're I'm a bit of a snob, so What? For I, real? Is that yeah, what I think, I think I'm the shy. I'm just a bit introverted. So yeah. you know, I'm just working harder to be a little bit more out there. Yeah. And, and that's just, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually classify yourself as an introvert. Big time. Uh, and it's funny because <laughs> I talk all day. My job is like talking to people. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, but like it drains me. Like it's it's physically draining. The haircut <laughs> is fine. Yeah. Standing on my feet, fine. Yeah. It's just talking. It's I get like, what do this, I say? This, what do I yeah, do? this is very for me doing this now is like outside of your This is me zone. working out. Like this is like ah <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's yeah, so yeah. awesome. So do you feel as if like barbering has helped you really increase your skills? Yeah, hundred percent. I think um it got to the point where I even considered doing like a, like a counseling course because I was like wow, talking yeah. to people about issues and and about themselves so much that I thought <laughs> I need to be qualified in giving advice. Yeah, I need to be qualified in listening. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think a lot of guys, I, I guess for girls as well. I'm not sure. I, look, I can't speak for hairdressing or yeah. girls, mm. but I know for guys, man, like guys come in every like second week, every every week, maybe yeah. third, maybe fourth. But a lot of guys come in and they just want to talk. And, and that's so crazy to think that yeah like this like is awesome i'm getting yeah inside exactly exactly well yeah. a lot of guys come in and then they just want to talk yeah you know what i mean and i, I think there's uh i feel like that's taboo for men do men really talk about their feelings which i think is a yeah good i don't think i don't ask. think they do but in my yeah. chair they, they tend to so yeah. um there's a lot of pressure on me not to give bad advice or not to judge or not to it's not just a haircut, but it's there's a connection there, right? So yeah. Um, for me, I I um, I'm so thankful that I end up. I could have done so many other things, but I'm so thankful. I like I said, like I just ended up here yeah. because I'm not just being creative and being a designer in that aspect of creating, you know, haircut, mm. but I'm also connecting with people on a deeper level yeah. than I would have just... And you would have haven't thought that would be from no a way barber, cutting like hair, no way, you know. Yeah. So I I. Uh, so any boys out there, if you want to talk, come see <laughs> come, come see Kev. <laughs> yeah. I find that so amazing because I actually watched this video recently and it was just talking about like changing like 
the relationships between men, you yeah. know, like that it's okay not to be manly. You can talk about feelings. You can express emotions. Right, right. Yeah, so. because if you think about it, I don't know if you've experienced this, but yeah. I read this in a book. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But like boys, they're just taught to be strong men, mm. like, you know, and it's bad if you cry or, you yeah, know, you know sure. how when you cry as a kid, the it's parents like, are like, shh, don't, shh, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Weak. Um, I think I definitely think it's ingrained in our culture. Yeah, I think um, I wouldn't. Growing up now, being a little older, being still young, but I think it's it's the wrong idea of what masculine is. Yeah, for me, I think being masculine is um, standing up for what you believe in, not necessarily brawn or or, or muscles, mm. but it's actually just having some integrity. So for exactly, me, yeah, um, and even the and even the guys I talk to, I try try to really enforce that because I think. Being manly shouldn't be what you look like or what you perceive yourself to be. Yeah. Being manly is when you make a mistake, you put your hand up and go, "That's my, that's my wow. fault. Let me fix it." That's beautiful. Yeah. Being being manly is, is is you know like you having responsibility and fulfilling your responsibility. I yeah. think that's what a man is. A man is. Right? Wow. Look at you go. I uh, feel like you're changing like wow. the future of men. <laughs> like this is awesome. Like that's awesome stuff. And do you feel as if like a lot of men that come to you, do you feel like they're insecure? Um, like are men yeah, like women because you know 100%. girls were like oh i don't know like you know 100 percent. Uh, okay? <laughs> like do you compliment yeah. men like yeah, do men do you compliment sure. think, each other like, i think so i think guys express it differently yeah um but um like is it weird for you to say yeah you look good man like no, do you get me like, <laughs> uh, no it's i don't think it's that weird yeah yeah, it's yeah. not as weird as before because obviously people are coming into change their appearance of course so yeah i think um that's not what's weird but i think what's weird is um maybe uh what they talk about so maybe relational stuff right or maybe yeah just having a bad day like that's what people need encouragement with right um, so i don't think guys are in the same boat as girls like maybe not like uh the appearance wise yeah because most guys get a fresh haircut and they're like yeah i look mad but yeah they naturally are like you that's know so inclined sweet. to be like female girls get a haircut oh, oh i don't God, know i don't know if it looks good know. yeah <laughs> but for guys it's more like um, man, I'm going on a date tonight. Or yeah. like, and it's like they need encouragement It's like that, that confidence way. boost. Yeah. Or so you're yeah. saying you feel like men kind of need that platform to express their emotions. Yeah, 100%. And your barbershop's the place for counselling guys. Are you uh, listening yeah. to this? One place. <laughs> one place for it. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's it's such a taboo subject. For, of course. For guys to speak yeah. out, for guys to emote, for guys to say how they feel. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean... I think we just put it on ourselves because I feel like <laughs> I'll bring it back to working out. I feel like a lot of guys work out and it's subliminal. Like they work out for other guys, like yeah. to see how strong they are and how big they are. I mean, yeah. I feel like girls, do you girls care about what necessarily? Well, like I don't guy mind. I don't you know. know. Like a bit of muscle, but like. Not too muscly right. for me anyway. But yeah, yeah okay, go on. Cool, cool. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I get this feeling that I think a lot of guys take it to the next level for the other guys to see how strong they are. Yeah. Right? It's just bravado. I think it's like the male ego, you know, yeah. pride and, you know, they yeah, want to be better. 100%. It, I feel like males are very I competitive. I, I can see my s someone listening to this and just roasting me right now. Yeah. Going, I bet this guy's a skinny little boy. And it's yeah. true. I am. Well, that's fine. Whatever. They can say yeah. whatever they want. But um, yeah. I definitely think that um, we we guys don't talk enough. Exactly, yeah, yeah. and it's so awesome Back that you're point. starting that at your barbershop. For sure, I mean, yeah. uh, it's not something that I would uh, promote, like, as a thing, but I would just want it to be cultural, like, people walk of in course, and just yeah. feel like it's 
normal to talk to people. Have you ever had someone that didn't want to talk to you at all? Like, nah, bro, I'm not here for a chat, <laughs> eh? Like, <laughs> luckily enough, most people talk, and yeah. I, I, I try to really um, talk. And I, I went through this, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went through this phase where I was like, I'm really bad with names, so oh, I went through this yeah. phase <laughs> where, and you know, like, you know, I cut multiple people a day, so I yeah. went through this phase where I'm like, okay. His name's Brian. <laughs> he has a dog and he's got, you know, uh, he's a, he's in uni and works at, you know, so-and-so, you're so-and-so. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, even just remembering someone's name, like it's just a connection thing, right? Yeah. Rem- if you say someone's name enough, they'll be your friend. Exactly. No, no joke. If you yeah. just say, if I say Laura, every time I see you, I say, Laura, how's your day? Hey, Laura, yeah. how you been? I think we're that's a connection already. Yeah, if I'm of just course. like, hey, hey, man, what's up? You know, it's what I mean? like, like you're not really noticing that person. No, not at all. Yeah. So uh, even at the shop, like uh, I'll make sure I remember their name and be like, hey, so and so, how yeah. you been? Uh, so I think uh, developing a connection with people helps them connect back. Of course, yeah. So, um, so boys, you know, low key, low key uh, conversations, but you know, it's not what it's all about. Yeah, sure. exactly. So, have you ever experienced like a really bad customer? If that makes uh, sense, like, have you ever had I wouldn't a bad say experience? A bad customer. Um, I think in in a shop like mine where it's appointment based, yeah, it's not so hard. But when I work walked in, oh, oh when I walked in, when I worked in a shop that was a walk in, so you just walk in, yeah, and you see multiple people. Um, I've experienced people who, um didn't trust my expertise and that right. was really hard it's yeah. like if you go to a dentist and you're like telling him what to do right it's is that like what they were saying kind of like do this do that no yeah. that's wrong do this do that and, right. and to some extent yeah for sure i think um maybe i could have done a consultation better like explain yeah, yeah. what i was doing better but i think when um you're the professional in any yeah. in any career path if someone's telling you what to do when they have no exper- experience in it it's really hard pill to swallow because of course. Uh, you want to apply all your skills and all your knowledge for the betterment of them, but they just don't get that. Yeah. They just think you're dumb, you're stupid. So how do you overcome that? Um, like I think it's all through consultation. Yeah. So it's about sitting them down and explaining them all the techniques and, and just laying it out for them to see. Yeah. Um, I think barbers, even when I was in design, it wasn't done enough. Mm. So through the consultation, I feel like, and I feel like I grabbed a lot of this stuff from design. Yeah. That first meeting with the client is so integral because you you really find common ground and you're like, okay, because <laughs> you know how it is. Like with yeah. designers, it's like people will be like, yeah, I want, I really want this, I want this. But yeah, it's like but it's like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, like I want like it cluttered. I want it colorful and I want a lot of stuff on there, but minimal. And you're like, what? Like, how does that work? What does that mean? So yeah. the consultation is where you break barriers and where you really understand each other. Yeah. Um, and I mean, just to tie it back into life, like it's so true, like, uh, the more we communicate with one another, we understand each other more. At you know a deeper I mean? level, Big yeah. Time. Like, it's it's so hard, and I think it's we're so fast to jump to conclusions about mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Um, like whether it's through one mistake or one action, or this guy's really cool because he did this, but you don't really know that person. Exactly. You, you don't know who they are. You haven't spoken to them on on any kind of level. Yeah, yeah. So communication, yeah, is key. One hundred. And it's so crazy because we like you've studied communication. Right. I've studied communication, right. so it's a big thing. And like I was just talking to my workmates this week as well about how social media kind of it's good sometimes but mm. in the world of like communication and conversing i feel right. like it's taken away 100%. a lot of like facetime and how we talk to one another yeah, i feel as if people are losing skills in that you know mm. like it's so hard to talk to someone because yeah. you don't know how, like, like, how do i speak but uh, i mean i think we, you and me would have experienced this back in the day with like 
We've all had that friend, uh, like on MSN. Oh really yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then in real life, you're like, they don't really speak much. Yeah, right? I know, which is really yeah. weird. So right? I, I think, um, this issue has been brewing for a long time. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, it started from when we were we were young and you know chatting online until now, where it's just all social media, Snapchat. Like I'm, I've spoken, I've speak, spoken, I've spoken to a lot of people where they just hit people up through Snapchat or through DMs only. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they run into each other or speak to each other. It's just communication first through uh, social media and then things happen, which is cool. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. Mad yeah. that we can communicate without uh, having to meet me up per se. Yeah. But it's just crazy to me that uh, people are only communicating through Online. social media. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like that's not really healthy if that makes sense. No, like we have to have FaceTime of with course, each of other. Course. So, yeah, wow, that's really awesome that you're trying to do that within your own barbershop. Of course, yeah. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have expected that, but that's really awesome mm. to hear because that, that's really taboo with men. Yeah, big time. You know, so yeah. what What are some of the, I, I, you don't really have to share, but what are some weird things that people have told you and you're just like, I don't know what to do with that. Like, super relate, like a deep relationship stuff that like I probably shouldn't like hear. Like, how does that come up? Do you open up about yours or like they uh, just automatically they just, start? Yeah, they want to speak. I think some people uh, just want to speak. Yeah. They just want to tell someone. Yeah. Um, because they haven't told anyone, right? So, wow. um, at, at my old job, I had one guy who, uh, he was so happy, but like it was weird happy, like right. too happy. Like how is this possible? Like, just super over the top happy. Yeah. And then he ended up, we were just, we were just talking and seemed like a really happy guy. So I was like, oh, maybe socially a bit broken, like a bit awkward. Mm. But yeah, I just found out that um, he was getting a divorce and this and wow, that. And yeah. it, and I mean that, 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 that point, that's when I started thinking to myself, like I need to do some sort of counseling work. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's like. Wow, people are coming to we, me with all these big relationship stuff. Mm. Like, I want to be able to support that in some yeah. way. So, of I think um, that's probably the worst one divorce. Someone just yeah. like springing that on you, you're just like, oh. nothing to say. It's like, what do like you say? Like, you've to never that? experienced and that. I don't or know him. I just don't yeah. know what to say to him. Do I say sorry? But if I say sorry, is so that. How did rude? you respond? Were you like, um, that's cool? I, no, yeah, <laughs> I just said, wow, that's, 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 uh, that's really sad. And then mm -hmm. I just. Um, I think when someone brings up to you, when they just say something that big to you, uh, as someone in that position of listening, I think it's about directing them yeah. in their thought process. So I think uh, <laughs> whenever something big like that happens to me, I just ask them more questions yeah. to get them to... Just uh, offload, yeah, really. Just, just, yeah, just to get it off their chest. So so there's only two of you at the shop. Only two. How many customers do you get a day? Um. Well, we work... Uh, like six to seven hours straight. Wow, um, yeah, yeah, So, I mean, it could be like 10 to 12 a day, uh, minimum maybe eight a day right. yeah. per, per, uh, per me and Jackson. So, yeah. Um, so, roughly minimum um, I've been cutting is about 40 a week. Um, so just clients in and out. Wow, um, yeah. But it's good. It, I mean, time flies. You don't, yeah. you don't, I mean, it's a 45 minute chat while I'm implementing my skills. Yeah, so of course. It's not too, it's not too bad. It's not like I'm clock watching. It just yeah. flows. Yeah. So d do you have a starting time? Like what time do you start? Um, the at the moment we just work afternoons. So, um, uh, about noon or 2 PM. It sort of shifts. So like yeah. sometimes we'll start a bit early, sometimes we'll start a bit later, but depending we, we on the client, right. Yeah. We tend to pick it up till about eight to nine because I mean, most of our clients are guys who, um, who live in the West, yeah. but work in, work in the city. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this used to always happen to me where I would come back to the West and then I would be 
rushing to get a haircut. Because, like, like, the shops are closing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So uh, when I kicked the stonecutters off, that was my first thing to cater for that. So I was like, That's I'm going to so work awesome. Avo shifts. With obviously in mind one day working, like as in having a morning shift and an armor shift. Yeah. So nine to nine kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. So with the stone cutters, Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw, I watched a video and it's kind of like you wanted it to also be a creative space. So I saw you guys like have performances there as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, because I mean, uh, how do I explain it? Like in high school, I was. mm. I thought I was going to be a musician. Yeah. You know, I, I did really well in my HSC in music and I, and that was like the dream, right? Yeah. To be a musician and, and travel and all that stuff. So um, for me, it was be creative, music, you know, connect with people. So yeah. um, I wanted the space, especially when I first got the space, mm. you know, it evolved from just being a barbershop to being creative space. Yeah. So um, we're in the process of creating it turning it into like uh, like hot desking for designers and creatives wow, to come in. Wow, yeah. Um, in the back area, we're working towards creating like a photography space. Wow. Um, and, you know, we want to run um, events for local artists, for guys who are, whether you may be a singer, songwriter, whatever it may be, whether maybe uh, you're, you're an artist and you yeah. want to showcase your pieces. Um, recently, we uh, held a launch for um, a friend of mine who launched his brand called Rough. Rough right. by Reggie. Okay, um, yeah. So, uh, like, we want to be part of the community. Like, That's we want to so awesome. open yeah. the space for people to to have room to be creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, there's so much you're doing with that space. It's so yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah. it's literally space. So why not? Yeah, yeah, like, there's just so much happening for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's a bit eclectic and a bit crazy, but yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's, of it's course, really good. Yeah. yeah. So what does a day in Kevin look like? <laughs> what does your Monday oh, to Friday look like? Okay. What's uh, the first thing you do in the morning? Ooh, okay. So um, recently I've been, oh, this is just like some friends of mine. So uh, they say what you start your day with is what kind of wins the day. Right. So I've been putting yeah. my head in, uh, I've been reading a lot of the Bible, trying to get my head right first. Right, and yeah. And then uh, moving on to a bit of work stuff. So whether it just be like... Um, just supplies like water and all that sort of stuff for the right. day. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, reading through my client list, making sure um, I know who's coming through. So I, I run through, make sure, like like I said earlier, I run through, make sure I know who it is. Yeah. Uh, I want to remember what we spoke about last time. Yeah. So th- these things are important to oh, me. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, yeah. So I keep, uh, sometimes I keep tabs, but generally it's mental notes. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, me and, uh, me and, um, this guy talked about this. So yeah. I'm going to ask him like how his holiday was last yeah. time. So I keep mental notes on that. Um, into the shop, just cleaning. Um, and then it's work. It's work till about nine and then cleaning mm. for about an hour and then spending time with my girlfriend yeah. and then back home and sleeping and, and just generally working that way. So my st- the start of my day is get me right. Yeah. And then end of my day is like focus on everyone else. That's so awesome. Um, but obviously I think as, uh, as business picks up and as we hire more, I think, my day-to-day will definitely change Yeah, of course. You'll yeah. probably have more free time. Of course. Hopefully. Oh. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. What does um, Weekend Kev look like? Oh, Weekend Kev. Weekend Kev looks really lazy. Yeah. <laughs> and really fat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what do I do on my weekend? So, obviously, my weekend is Sunday, Monday. So, um, with the fams at church, you know yeah. what I mean? Spending time with everyone. Yeah. Hanging out. Because everyone's got a day off on Sunday, generally. Of course, generally. yeah. Um, condolences if you don't. Um, 
yeah, so Sunday's just with friends and family. Um, yeah. And I run a class on Sunday too, just for anyone who wants to learn scissor work or That's wants really to further awesome. their skills. Yeah. Um, Monday is just uh, fixing the books, making sure all my checks and balances are correct. Yeah. Um, meal prepping because I'm trying to be fit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to all yeah. the buff guys out yeah, there. That's right, guys. <laughs> Keto and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, just, yeah, I think weekend, Kev, just looks like your average person. I try yeah. not to uh, complicate it too much. Yeah, That's true. And so you mentioned that you were a musician. Yeah. Uh, so what yeah. do you do? Um, <laughs> I I would consider myself a, a songwriter, but like a very uh, like poor version of a songwriter. Right, yeah. So maybe an idea writer. Like I write little tidbits here and there, yeah. and then they never eventuate into anything. <laughs> But um, I'm yeah. the kind of guy where, like, <laughs> I need to change this, but, like, if I'm really sad, I write really good music. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm not sad, it's like, <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what to write about. Inspiration. Right? Exactly. Inspiration. Yeah. yeah so, so what um, kind of genre of music would you oh, say? You're I think I would tie myself into the uh, alternative uh, indie pop. Yeah, I watched of. your video. I was like, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I think... Um, growing up in this area, it, it's um, less of a, a popular sort of genre. Mm. And, like, I kind of enjoyed that fact that I was a little different. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and uh, of respect to all my friends who were, like, you know, Glenn, Glenn Lamenta, you know, Tim Bautista. Like, all those kind of guys. Yeah. Harry Mellon. Like, those guys are amazing. Yeah. I could never do it, so I just did this. So, it just, yeah. <laughs> just happened to so be So, it's more way. of, like, a hobby or something you for just sure, enjoy on the sure. side. I, yeah. I, uh, I always thought about studying music, but in mm. my mind, I was like... Uh, I can always play it. It'll never yeah. play till the day I die. Like it's exactly. not something I need to study to do. Of know? course, yeah. Don't get me wrong. If you're studying it, props because that's hard. But yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, do you play music in your shop? Um, oh, uh, when it was empty, yeah, because yeah. like the acoustics were really like ambient. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to do that more though. One hundred percent. Like live music. Hundred percent. I think we spoke about doing like a, a like a gig night or like an open mic night. That is um, awesome, yeah. And then just like my friends who are chefs, I'm like, yeah, you Cater guys wanna, as well. wanna do that. <laughs> Why Cook not? Yeah, 100%. That's so awesome. That'd be so sick. If I you do that, cool. I'll be there. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And so do you when you cut people's hair, do you play music in the background? I do. You do. I do. So yeah. what would we find on that playlist? Ooh, on that playlist. Or what do you have playing at the moment? Hmm. Uh you'd hear a lot of You'd hear a band called Phoenix. Yeah. You'd hear, mm-hmm. um, you'd hear Goldlink. Yeah. You'd hear a lot of Porter Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really mix of music. You'd yeah. hear. Oh my god. It just depends on your mood, really. Yeah. You hear yeah. Mac DeMarco. You'd hear like a lot of genres. So I guess yeah. music that is nice to hear but doesn't really overtake the space completely. Like yeah. So what's um one thing that you would like to say for people that, you know, dream and inspire, like aspire to do something like you? Ooh, like um, one thing. Can I say multiple things? Yeah. Okay. okay say multiple <laughs> things. You um, do you. I think, I, I think uh, if you want to do something, um, first and foremost, um, before you do anything, just make sure that you're good with yourself. Right. Yeah. Just on a, on a human level, you're not, you know, in any sort of crisis, you're not... Um, you know, um, over your head in, in emotional stuff. Or yeah. I think um, that stuff is good to be used as fuel, but it's also dangerous because mm. um, I think we've seen it all before where people... Um, they fizzle go out. Through, yeah, or they yeah. go through things and then 
it's either up or down, right? So yeah. um, I think emotions, um, they're not permanent, right? Yeah. So so they're not, feelings aren't permanent, um, but being passionate and, and having some sort of drive, I, I think that's more sustainable. So yeah. think, figure yourself out, get that stuff, you know, down pack, and then um, I think chase your dreams for sure. Yeah. I think um, coming from a family that is uh, like an immigrant family, like yeah. coming from a different country, I think uh, this really gets to me where my c- I've been thinking uh, like ugh, I've been thinking about this quite a lot where mm. like my I don't want my parents sacrificing everything and coming here to just look like me living comfortably like right, you know what yeah. I mean like they sacrificed everything like they had degrees they yeah. had jobs you know dad was in advertising same as mom yeah. and, and they were doing really well and dad comes to Australia and he's he's cleaning a toilet I don't yeah. I don't want his sacrifice to be me chilling out of course you know what I mean yeah. so I really want to live it to the fullest and and we've got such a such a good life here I think um if your drive is to do something more don't don't neglect that don't yeah. don't think that that's a wrong feeling or that um you're doing the wrong thing by chasing your dreams no yeah. by by no chance by no means that that should be something you cultivate of course um, yeah but again being young I think our natural inclination is to to not be patient. Yeah. So I think patience is key. Like I didn't open the stone cutters overnight. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of people are asking, "How did he do it? How did he do right. it?" Right. Yeah. And um, I mean, I would sit in like bars by myself with a little no- my little red notebook, writing like you know mission statements, and you know what I mean. Like yeah. it takes time for these things to to mature and, and come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that wraps up our little session. Do you have any last words before we say bye? Um, <laughs> I think I'm pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me. No, thank fun. you for coming here. Yeah, it's it good. It's really great. Thank you for taking no, the time to have a chat with us. And guys, if you want to hit up Kev, just look up the Stonecutters. We'll share the link on our website and on Facebook and Instagram. So keep out of, you know, Kev's going to do amazing things. Bye, friends. Till next guys. time.